All right, welcome to another episode of Talk That Talk. Um, thanks for all the listens on the other episodes. I really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I said I wasn't going to get no more dates out on the show. I'm not going to make no more promises, but I'm trying I'm trying to get some more episodes going. Um, I'm learning a lot in my business class about how to structure things and other resources. So hopefully with that, uh, um, we can we can get something going, because um, I feel like the show needs to be bigger, should be bigger, because it's a cool show. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what we're gonna start off with, and then on today's episode, not in studio, the way I wanted it to be, but on the line we got the best friend I've ever known in my life, the greatest joy oh. of my life. Uh, and some most happy shit. Uh, my best friend Shayla. <laughs> hey y'all! It's doing? about time. Hey, I swear, bro. <laughs> Shayla, been, Shayla been trying to get on since like episode one. Those of you who right. caught, caught the show a little late, Shayla's been trying to get on for the last two years, and it just never works because I like the in studio vibe. You know what I'm saying? I like to feed off the person I'm talking to. But since she up and left me and moved to Florida, uh. That's not always available I mean, to us. You have always come here. You know how I feel about the cold and that I don't come back and watch the funeral or wedding. That's the only time I go back. It's 70 degrees today. It ain't cold yes, no today, more. And it'll be like 30 degrees tomorrow. We're playing like, don't act like I don't know how the weather is up west, northwest, whatever it is, Midwest. What, a rough, what a rough life. <laughs> how you doing today? I'm good. You know, just. Being my own boss and trying to make it work. For sure, for sure. So, uh, the people hear me reference you on the show a lot. Um, everybody on the show has referenced you in one way or another. Um, so, if you just want to, if we want to just start off with how we met, uh, I'm sure she's going to lie. I think lie. we have two different versions. Yeah, uh, hey. <laughs> it's not lie. It's two different versions of how we met. Yeah, so she's going to start off with a lie, but go ahead. Go ahead and tell your lie. So, the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth is what was it? Was it sophomore junior high school? I don't know what what year high school was, but my team. I was. I don't even think I was running at that time. I think I had um, switched over to just being the manager from like tearing my hamstring. And um, at Carthage, which is ironic since you just graduated from Carthage, but at Carthage. And sitting down in like a group, and the next thing I know, I'm getting choked up by somebody. The dramatics, bro. Jesus Christ. And, and, and like, I, I, I'd seen you around and stuff like that, but you was always quiet and like standoffish. <laughs> so, okay, okay, whatever. It's fine. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> and the next thing I know, I'm getting choked by you. And I don't know how that ended up leading into like this amazing friendship when you tried to kill me, but I mean, you. So, you know, here we are, 11 years, 12, however many years later, I don't know. And one of the best friends that I, and realest friends that I have ever had. So. All right, so I'm going to tell yeah, the truth. So, so <laughs> I don't even remember my junior year of high school, but I know we met senior year because Junior year, I did not have no friends because all my friends have been seniors, so they all graduated before me. So I met her boyfriend at the time. Like, I always knew who he was, but, like, we actually started, like, being around each other. So I knew him, and then I met a couple other guys, like, on the football team, on the track team, and then we just... Went, Why did like, I not know this? Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I could... No, you that's hated a, him for so long. I just I no, I, I didn't. Start, I didn't start. Ha- I didn't start hating him until I knew he was dating you, and he was like a fucking person? loser. Yeah. yeah, bro. So yeah, that's the that's the same way with um Nina. Like I knew her boyfriend before I knew her. You know what I'm saying? And then like eventually, just seeing me around, that's when we started talking. You know what I'm saying? But um, I feel like we were cool before that, and then. Cause I just don't be put I just don't be putting my hands on random people. That's that's the thing He's that started lying. on this show. That is no. wild. No, no, I do no, not no. be putting my hands. Hey, hell no! <laughs> I do not be putting my hands on random people, bro. Don't let these people lie to you. 
and you um, got two people who saying the same thing. I mean, I got two liars. And, is what I got. Okay, all right. I can that. Um, and then yeah, we just we just slowly became cool. Um, I think my vibe is standoffish because I do not talk to people I don't know. Especially like, I don't know, bro. Especially at that time, like I was really wild. I had a lot of anger problems, and I always yeah, felt like this face was like on ten always. <laughs> <laughs> always, like you are so fucking mean and mad. I was. I was laughing. Like, happy. You're having a good day. I wasn't <laughs> acting. <laughs> I was mad as hell. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I th- I just think at the time that was my vibe because I really was angry at the time, and I just like. When you walk around waiting for a motherfucker to try you, that's that's the vibe you're going to give off. I just wanted people to know up front, I don't play by my respect. And if you do, then this is what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So that's the vibe I walked around with. So anybody that actually know me from that time, it's like, we real friends. Like, this shit is cemented because I was a real asshole during them days, bro. So anybody that... What's up? Here she goes. <laughs> But yeah, that's how we met, and then, and then that whole track season was a that was a long ass season, bro. Yeah. And then, and then we graduated, and then for some reason, I say for some reason because we didn't it wasn't like we was best friends in high school. You know what I'm saying? Like we literally just met each other, fucking three months before the three four months before the school year ended. So it wasn't like we was like besties or no shit. But for some reason, at the high school, like we stayed in contact. We kept talking. And then I don't know. The same thing with Jenny. Like it it was like something about y'all that just like made me like wanna tell y'all what was happening and why I was the way I was and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? So And then you got D Daniels and anybody who needs D Daniels like falls in love and you know, she becomes everybody's mama so then he was over house and she took in. So you started coming to uh before you even I think start really messing and like going to with like Nina's family, you start coming to Thanksgiving and stuff in my house. For sure, for sure. It was super awkward. And it's like, no, you're coming. Like, it's fine. Cause and bro, cause we don't I, we like my family. That's a, like all my friends have big families. My family, bro, we don't we don't do that kind of shit. Like normally, it's just me, my mama, my daddy, and like us kids. And anybody else that come around is fucking annoying. So normally, we just get our food and dip. But like with with all my friends' families, bro, they be having big families. They be having big family gatherings. They be having all these extra uncles and cousins and shit. Like, I can't relate, bro. That should be weird to me. Everybody gives you a hug. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it. Yep. I don't like that shit either. I remember literally before my papa died, like, he really didn't keep track of, like, my friends that much. Um, but he remembered you. And I remember, like, him asking, like, how you were doing and stuff. I'm like, oh, she's good. Like, I didn't realize you. You, you paid attention, you remembered. So you must have left some type of impression on me. Yeah, how you doing? Bro, people love me. I, like, <laughs> I, I, I dead ass am a reluctant people person. Like, I, if, I, if I cannot talk to people, that would be great. But, but because I have to, like, once people, like, get past my face and they realize I'm not <laughs> a dick, then, like, we're cool, bro. Yeah. But, yeah. You're softy at heart. That's for sure. Unfortunately, man, because people don't be respecting my sensitivities, and that makes me be a savage, which I enjoy, as y'all know. I enjoy the conflict. I enjoy motherfuckers trying to play with me. I enjoy that. So don't do that. <laughs> I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to be a better person. I told y'all I was toxic. Okay, so uh, so that brings us to the end of high school, and then, and then you and brain surgery yeah. after high school. Yeah, then you had brain surgery. And we weren't even talking at the time. Your mama told me. Your we mama? weren't talking? Nope. I remember you. Didn't you come over, though, after my surgery? Yeah, your mama told me. Your mama. Yeah. I, I, I already knew what was up because your mama was telling me. Like, your mama used to be uh, messaging me on Facebook, like, your doctor's appointments and all that kind of shit. And then I don't think I came to visit you in the hospital. No, I didn't. And then when you came home, because you remember you used to get off and you, get off work. I used to love to take naps, so I used to come over. We take a nap, and that was what that was. That was when you had like just got out, bro. Like you couldn't even like feed yourself. Like you was like that shit. That shit was hard. Which is great, and I think that's probably part of it too. Like I didn't tell. Well, 
I wasn't like super like vocal until like surgery day ish or like the week of surgery. Cause, like I didn't want people like stressing. Like my family was already tripping. Like my, I won't say which family, but there are certain family, close family members that like called and cursed my mama out, tell her, told, tell her like that she's letting the doctor kill me and she was a terrible mother and this, that, and the other. And she's yeah. like, literally, if she doesn't have the surgery in four months, she's going to be brain dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what do you, so like it was, it just was so stressful when I was trying to like keep everybody else like calm and at peace that when I should have been the one like freaking the fuck out. But yeah. I literally didn't freak out until they like pushed me into the operating room and I'm looking at all these bright lights and I was like, oh shit, this is real. And like I started to panic and the anesthesiologist looked at me and next thing I know he had that mask on my face. Yeah. But, you know, coming home, that, was, that shit was rough and it was crazy because so many people didn't come to see me. Like people who were supposed to be like super close family and like who are, the people I call my like best friends. I can literally count on my hand, how many people actually came to see me? And, you know, people, of course, have their excuses later, like, I couldn't see you like that, and blah, blah, blah. What the fuck y'all think I felt? <laughs> <laughs> I'm by myself, literally trying to will myself to, to continue life. Yeah. Like, what you came through, use the rider. For sure, for sure. So then after that, uh, you decided to move to Florida, you and your mom. Best decision ever. Okay, but let's make this for the record. I didn't just randomly say, okay, I want to leave, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, all for sure, of for my sure. family and friends. Like, I left the cold because I have a titanium plate and screws in my head, and yeah. I cannot handle the cold anymore. Yeah, so then you sure, moved yeah. to Florida, and then. That was rough. The move to Florida was definitely rough. Like, and would it just be a mom and I like we've always obviously been like super close she's one of my best friends but like leaving everybody that I know behind and like trying to keep relationships together long distance like not even like obviously like boys and girls have relationships but like friendships keeping that shit together with distance is super hard especially when you're used to like actually hanging out with people all the time it just it was rough yeah, I, n- I never thought of it from, like, your perspective because, like, for me, like, I I came into high school with friends and then all my friends are graduated every year. And then senior year, I didn't have, bro, I came in freshman year with friends. I'm, I want to say, I want to say everybody I met that year graduated. So, like, I didn't really have friends that I didn't know before. Like Chelsea, and them Chelsea, Dylan, and all them kind, of, all of that whole group. You know what I'm saying? I knew them before mm-hmm. high school, but we was never like besties or no shit like that. So I I knew people. People knew me, but like I, I wouldn't consider none of them my friends. And then I never I, I never really hung out with nobody until to, bro to the end of senior year, really. Um, and that's when I met Chris and Steve, and we was running real heavy together. That's when I met Jenny. That's when I met you. So the summer of high school graduation was lit. And I never thought about like um how it was like to not hang out with people anymore because I that wasn't something right. I was used to. Not having to do it. Yeah. yeah. It was it was definitely a struggle and then like I think another thing that made it difficult, like you know, I'm super like super affectionate type of person, like so when you're going through something like I wanna give you a hug and you know, let's just go get ice cream, let's do whatever, like get you out the house, like and not being able to do that. I'm not always, I've gotten better now that I'm, you know, pushing 30 <laughs> with like, communication, but I've not, I haven't always been good with like communicating and knowing exactly what to say in moments. So that was definitely like a learning curve for me too, like trying to be there for, for my friends. And like, you went through a lot of bullshit. Like, I mean, for usual, unfortunately you just get thrown like stupid cards, but like not knowing how to be there for you. And then when you shut down, like then it made it where like I couldn't be there was nothing that I could do from Florida to really be there for you because you just needed somebody to show up and just be like I know you said don't call you don't come see me leave me alone but that's what I'm here and I couldn't do that before so that was rough yeah that's factual um I think I think for me like my process is like dealing with things is just like 
shut down. Don't let nobody. That's why I say I don't like people influencing my life. I like to shut down and then just deal with it myself, make up my mind about what I'm going to do about it. And then we can talk about it. You know what I'm saying? But like having people influence my thoughts because that's another thing with like, with like uh, what me and Katina was talking about, like as far as the show and everything else I got going on is how I need a team. But I halfway don't have a team because I know me, bro. You know what I'm saying? And like, it's hard to explain to people the shit you care about. It's hard to explain to people or let people in about like why you want to do things a certain way or like a motherfucker thinking you're crazy because you think a certain way. You know what I'm saying? So like, for me, that's it's always that's always been my thought process. It's just like, fuck all that shit. What I'm gonna do to be able to be me at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's that's always been my thought process. But I never thought about like, I mean. All my friends tell me how shitty it is when I do do that, but to be serious, because that's just uh, that's how you are and how you process things. So yeah, yeah and, it's and like all my friends have always been like far away from me. You know what I'm saying? So like to be sitting on the phone crying or like I hate I hate when people keep venting about a situation after I've like presented a solution. I don't want to hear about it for another two paragraphs. I really don't. I don't know what to say. But. This is what you got to do when that happens. I've learned this. When people say they need to vent or talk, ask, do you need me to listen or do you want my advice? Because if you just need me to listen, okay, cool. Just let it all out. I will have the phone halfway off my ear in every two seconds. But if you want my advice, then I'll full-heartedly listen and actually give you my advice. So if you don't want my advice, and then I give it, and you either get mad because I gave you advice, or you don't take my advice, and then a week later come back with the same bullshit that I just gave you advice on, and then you act like, oh, no, you're wasting my time. And, no. Yeah, yeah. You, you're right, you're right. I got to start asking that. But I also feel like that's a dick move. It Cause, is? Because I, I already don't be texting people back like I'm supposed to. I already don't be calling people. I already don't be checking in on people. So when they hit me, like, trying to vent to me because they know, like, I was, bro, to be honest, one thing about me is, like, I'm going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Regardless, I'm going to be there. So for for somebody to hit me up and, like, try to vent to me and I'm just like, all right, before you even start telling me about your life, what do you want? You you want my advice or you want me to listen? It's not, it's a big move, but it's also a boundary. And people like you and I who are always there for people, and always put ourselves last, we have to set boundaries. And that is the boundary that needs to be set because if you're not going to dump, like you just can't let people just dump on you. They dump on you and, oh, okay, so so better now that I got it out. Yeah, you just vomited all that on me, so now I got that on me and on my conscience. Like, no, 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 no. It's a boundary. You want, if you really want me to, my, my advice and, or whatever, let me know, and I'm willing to take that on. But if you don't, you just want a word vomit to me, okay, you can do that, but I'm only going to halfway be listening because I'm not going to waste my time. Like, it is a boundary. I'm not going to upset myself and fuck up my chi and my vibe for you for no reason. I don't care who you are anymore. I feel that. I feel that. I actually, yeah, yeah, yeah I hear you. I hear you. I'm going to try that. And I'll, boundaries I'll... are hard. They're hard, especially for people who you love and you never have to do that for. It's difficult at first. No, like for me, like you, Jenny, you and Jenny, that's pretty much it. Like y'all, y'all, y'all know we we in this thing, so y'all understand. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really have to set boundaries to anybody because, like, I ain't really made no new friends, bro. Like everybody around yeah. me, everybody. Like huh? <laughs> He tells me all the time, and like some, like my real true friends, they always tell me, like, stop making fucking friends, Shayla. <laughs> like, stop, yeah. stop being, making friends. Like, and it's not intentional. Like, because if you really know me, you know that I, I kind of secretly hate people. Secretly. I hate to say that alone, but I do, but I'm, look, <laughs> so much of my brand. <laughs> but I just, I do, but I make friends super easy, and then because I'm such a trusting person, then when people like screw me over and I'm like, wait, why? I, oh, why? And then everybody's like, I told you, then when you stop making new friends, you don't need more friends. They like, okay, all right. But I don't know how to not make friends. 
Well, to be honest, like I can't relate. Like even <laughs> even before COVID, when we were in class, you know what I'm saying? Like I would like I was lucky enough to go through like my first year of Carthage with like the same group of people, right? So like yeah. once I got past the fact that like like I look like an asshole, and like we started having conversations in classes and shit, and they realized like I'm cool. Even that, like, that's strictly school shit. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't text people. We don't hang out. That kind of thing. It's also an age gap, but like, in general, it, maybe it's because like I don't go nowhere and I don't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? I really just do the pod and be yeah. and be at work and shit. You know what I'm saying? But like, if I was like in more social settings, maybe I would meet more people. But like, yeah, I ain't made a new friend in a long time. <laughs> I think I need to just like start classifying people like, okay. Yeah, that's what you told me to do. I have my circle, like my, my, the people that I actually call like a best friend, like y'all have been there for years and uh, there's no room for anyone new to really enter that space in my mind. But I do have that. So it's like best friends and then close friends, friends, and then acquaintances. And I get the acquaintance and the friend one mixed up quite often. There's a lot of categories, man. I cannot relate. I got my brother, my sister, you and Jenny. That's 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 the extent. That's the extent. Katina, my dog too. I don't want to keep downplaying Katina. Katina's my dog. Right. I thoroughly she don't, she don't come on the next show and cuss you out. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed conversations with Katina. You know what I'm saying? And like we, had, bro, I was on the phone the, like oh, last week with Katina for an hour and a half. I cannot tell you the last time I had an hour and a half long conversation. Probably with Chris. I was just cause, about to say because that nigga be talking, talking. But like me, I ain't never, I ain't never sat on the phone with nobody like that. So I thoroughly oh, enjoyed talking to Katina. Last conversation huh? was what? Maybe our last phone conversation. I was in Target looking for diapers for Riley, and when I'm like talking about like these diapers I need, they didn't have, and you're like, so um. Hey, I'm done. <laughs> oh, oh, you're like, yeah, I, I hit you later. All right. Oh, well, I just don't right. like, and we don't spend a whole like 15 minutes. I just be feeling like that should be awkward, bro. And I just, I, I just be like, all right, you know, I just called to check up on you. That was it. I don't really want nothing. You know what I'm saying? Go about your day. I ain't gonna hold you. I love telling the motherfucker, I ain't gonna hold you. Go ahead. If I told you I ain't gonna hold you, life, I'm trying to get up out of here. <laughs> if if I ever told she you, probably that fine for the answer the phone. Like, okay, I called her. I did my part. I'm like, good. Hey, if I ever told you, I ain't trying to hold you, bro. Go ahead and I'm 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 trying to get about that conversation. I'm actually I'm actually done talking. I'm done talking. Yeah. I'm done yep. listening. I'm done with the whole bit. I I'm I, hang up. Don't even take a bite. Just just hang up. This long. Just yep. So if she do it to you, don't feel it. Don't take it personal. <laughs> she does it to me. But yeah, um, I I just don't know how like we became best friends and like I don't want to say s- such a short period of time, but like I said, we wasn't like running real heavy together like that. You know what I'm saying? To be friends, fucking eleven years later. What is it? I said real recognized real facts, facts. Because I definitely thought you was like one of them fake ass girls. I was like. Mm, not gonna stay away from everybody me. always thinks that just because I was a cheerleader and yeah. I was this and I was you know as the mind washing Kenosha hey I just know, remember vibes, something you're pretty far back though I just remembered how you punked me for my phone number and that's how we became real friends I don't remember let me tell this my though we was at like a basket we was at Nina's basketball game yeah we said Nina's basketball game. She's getting ready to get her ass thrown out the game because every time this girl fouled her, you could tell Nina was just like ready to beat the dog shit out this girl. I was <laughs> I was yelling from the stands, Joe, chill out, bro, chill out. And then I don't know if we was already sitting by each other or you came out of nowhere. I don't I don't remember how we ended up by each other, but you like forced me to give you my number, and I was like, okay. <laughs> Because <laughs> deep down I don't See, like I'm conflict a- I don't like confrontation But I will if I have to But I don't like that shit I don't like being awkward I don't like none of that And you punked me into giving you my phone number And then Yeah we started talking That's funny I, I just remember I feel that. like that That don't even seem like me I just probably asked What the for fuck it. Yeah you, you asked know. for it in an aggressive way And I was like okay I'm sure because you know that sounds like our relationship. You know, all uh, 
you know what? It was the Lord. Okay? <laughs> so be thankful to him because he knew that you'd need me all these years later. So shout out to, shout out to the Lord one time for one time. Hey, big facts. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yeah, I don't remember that at all. All right. So that takes us to the end of high school, the little bit after high school. And you moving, and then we just stand in contact. You come visit whenever yep. you – we see each other whenever we can. Um, yeah, I didn't – I Florida. I yeah, came home a, for your graduation. That was my first flight ever was to Florida. Yeah. And I heard about it the whole time, about being on that flight, how terrible it was, and how you wouldn't get on nobody's flight no more. And look at you, now you're a little travel bug. Oh yeah, I for sure said I don't get on. I wouldn't get on a flight for nobody else. I say this shit all the time. I'd be like, I wouldn't wear a dress for nobody else other than Shayla's wedding, and that was like, <laughs> bro, that was like years ago. And now people be like, oh, I want to invite you, but if you're not gonna feel comfortable, blah, 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 like, damn, bro, let me grow. Now if you're gonna have me in some, right. ugly, if you're gonna have me in some ugly shit, then no. But like, if I get to pick and right, choose, right. then yeah, we can talk about it. But like, don't hold me to shit that I said 95 years ago. You know. Mm-hmm. It'll make no sense. Like you're a completely different person. Obviously, like the the foundation of who you are, you're still that person. But you, like you said, you've grown, and that's what you look forward to. Like that's what how everybody should feel. And like not just because like I got out of you know the small town, but I feel like that's a small town mentality. People expect you to stay the same and to never change. And she's like, that's that. What are you? You're not living then. If you're not evolving and and changing and growing, you're not living. Like. That's why I quit so many different jobs. Like, <laughs> if I feel like I'm not growing, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the same for friendships, too. Like, we're not growing, we're not evolving, we're not pushing each other. Nah, we're done then. Talk your shit. Because Lord knows this last 2021 has been a beautiful time for me. You know what I'm saying? It's It's been beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of things that, that have happened and I've been very happy about. And they've just been easy. And, like, natural, and I just feel really good about them. Normally, like, I be stressed about it, and I just be, I be following up behind a motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? But, like, let go and let go of it, bro. That's how I feel. Yeah. So, all the shit that I done lost in 2021, I was supposed to lose a long time ago, you know what I'm saying? Like, because God going to show you what's real, you know? God going to give you situations until you finally see that, like, damn. Motherfuckers, oh, okay, bet, bet. I see. I didn't edit it all. You really want shit this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Big facts. So, you know, it's been beautiful. Um, Shayla has always been my friend. I can, I can. We probably have only had like we ain't had like me, me and Shayla. We never had like no real big falling out where like we don't speak for forever. There was one time when I was like going through something. I told her like, yo. I don't know where this friendship is going, but, like, I need some time. But um, that was my fault. But she, like, when I when I finally reached out, you know what I'm saying, she was still there. So, we, yeah, we, we never had no real big falling out. And then coming into adulthood is, like, is like another thing with, like, her running her own business, me trying to, me trying to get my shit together. You know? You're getting um, your shit together. Don't say trying. You're getting your shit together. No, no, I'm trying. I'm trying. Cause it's mm-hmm. working progress. You only see positivity around here about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a working it progress. Progress is a slow process. You know what I'm saying? So I'm working on it. It's a lot of shit. Like I'm learning every day. Um, so it's a work in progress for me. Um, but yeah, Thanks. being a business owner is it is stressful and exhilarating and terrifying all at the same time. Like. It just, it's a beautiful thing, and I, I'm super blessed to have been, like, given this path, but it was just kind of thrown at me, like, super quick. Like, I had been praying and praying, and I obviously wasn't listening to what he was trying to say, so he just, like, like kicked me, like, flat on my face, and here you go. Stop trying to, you know, be nice and <laughs> sugarcoat the way for you, but here, boom. Now do it, so. Yeah. It, um, it's an awesome yeah, talk, tell them tell them about what you do, all that kind of shit. Go ahead. So um, I am a pastry chef. 
for one, um, I am obsessed with French macarons. I have been like working obviously in bakeries and kitchens for years at this point. Um, one of the pastry chefs and commissary managers for the oldest Spanish restaurant here in Florida. And I mean, I love my job, love the family, like busted my butt 24 seven, like, uh, for about three years or so. And then I just got to feeling like that there was more that I needed to be doing with my life. And then I started okay. my health search. I got a question. When you, yeah. when you, when you feel like there's more to, more you should be doing with your life, what does that feel like? Oh, it's unrest and uneasy feeling like almost like the feeling before, like, uh, like I, I of course, the cheer and stuff and um i was an orchestra so any the feeling that you get before like any performance like that unrest and like nerves and like you can't really explain it and things that like that physically that was the feeling but then like mentally it was no longer satisfying like i used to wake up and be excited to go to work and like yes this is i'm doing what i'm supposed to do i'm happy i love it and then it just starts to change to like what am I doing? Like, this doesn't serve me anymore. Like, I'm not, this doesn't make me happy. Like, I, I just, does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. I feel the same way. I just want to, I just want to make sure my feelings is on, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. And it was weird because for for three years, I literally enjoyed waking up and going to work. Like, loved it. And then, like, just from me giving so much and then my, like, my health then took, like, a drastic decline and like in that moment I saw like true colors from people and realized that my biggest thing with, with jobs that I, I absolutely hate is when you're when they don't appreciate their workers so upper management and it doesn't have to be everybody of course you know that some people do some people don't but like when upper management doesn't appreciate the hard work that you're doing what am I doing it for like that's and that's my biggest thing. Once I get to the point where I will be able to hire a staff, like I want to make sure that my staff knows that I value them and that they matter to me because they do. Because it's literally your staff is what who are running your company and bringing in your money. So make sure that they're appreciated and taken care of. Because if they didn't start doing a shit job, then that's what's going out to your cl- your customers and your clients. And that makes your product or and your money fluctuate. Like, they take care of people, and they'll be good to your customers, aka your money. Like, it it makes logical sense to me, but whatever. So yeah, left that and started my business. But like, I still hadn't for real taken like the for real leap of faith and started my business. I just went ahead. I bought my name, and I decided, okay, I got this business. I'm going to start doing farmers markets and like doing. My my business on the side and still have like you know a job to fund my business. I called it my slave job, and my slave job funded my business. So I did that for about a year and a half ish or so, just doing farmers markets and like taking custom orders. Um, on top of still working in another bakery, and if y'all don't know, the kitchen life is rough. You're on your feet for. For me, it was like minimum 12 hours a day, five to six days a week. And that's just like the slave job. That's not my business on top. So I'd, I'd work from like 5 a.m. until 5 p.m., drive an hour to get home, and then start baking and working when I got home. So like it was, it's intense. But um, eventually, I just kind of got tired of working for other people and making other people's companies successful. I'm like, hmm, okay, I'm to that point again, that same, like, little, that unrest feeling, like, this is not serving me anymore, like, something's got to change, like, I'm unhappy, and it got to the point where I felt like it was starting to spread to other things in my life, like, with my relationship, because I'm unhappy, like, then that makes me a person, somebody that's not really fun to be around, and I'm unhappy all the damn time, so I'm like, okay, no, mm-mm, I got to make a change, and uh, March 23rd, um, this year, since 2021, I have been praying, and I was talking to you about this for a minute, 
I've been told your ass quick. Like, <laughs> I've been told all, you like, fuck, legit, them, fuck them people. Look, my whole crew, like, I got, like, my prayer warriors and, like, my, my close people. I just, from months on end, like, I knew that it was coming and, like, that's what I needed to do. But, like, the idea of not having a steady income when I've been working since I was 13. The only time I wasn't working was my senior year. I didn't work because I had, I was in all honors classes, run uh, what I was, what was it, uh, National Honor Society. I was on the board for that. Like just, I had a bunch of shit going on and my mom was like, no, you don't have to work. Take this, take your senior year off. But other than that, in my brain surgery, which I went back to work a month after brain surgery, Facts. like I'm, I'm used to having, you know, steady income coming in and working two, if not three jobs at a time. So the idea to quit a constant paycheck and just go full in for your business, like it sounds good until that day comes and you're just like, holy shit, like, am I ready? Like that was my biggest thing. Like I, I didn't know when I was supposed to actually do it. Like, okay, should I wait? What X amount of dollars should I have in the bank, you know, saved up before I do this? Like, can I really do this? And all the other like, just do it. You're fine. <laughs> do it. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I can't do it. And I sent out that, I, before I even sent the uh, letter of recognition to my boss, um, I sent it to like my mom and my sister, because Brittany is a grammar Nazi. So <laughs> she proofreads everything <laughs> that I do. Um, and like, I damn near cried when I sent it. So like, I don't know if that's what I'm supposed to do. And literally, though, like the next day, like release, like lifted off my shoulders. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing or how I'm going to keep doing this. But God has gotten me this far and he put that dream in me and he put the talent in me. So he's not going to leave me to just sin for myself. Like and he's never in the 20, well, I'm going to say 28, I'm 29, <laughs> the 29 years that I've been here, there's never been a point in time where he failed me and brought me somewhere and not led me through it. So that for me was like another thing to like consider, like it's my main focus. Like he got you here. He's not going to leave you. And like, since I've gone full time with my business, like it's, it's like I said, it's stressful because I depend on me to bring in a paycheck and keep bills going. But it's also, I can turn down if I don't, if I feel like the order doesn't serve me, I don't have to take it. I don't have to answer to anybody. I wake up when I wake up. I do set an alarm so I get up early. So, but like I, the amount that I was making from my last job per week, working 40 hours a week, I now make that plus a little bit more and only working like in the kitchen, working three days a week. And I didn't even realize that until recently. Um, after one of the markets, I'm just like, the beginning of my week is always super chill. Like, I don't have to do, or maybe doing like paperwork stuff, but no hard, like, physical labor. It's just towards the end of my week. And in one day of being at like a market, I'm making what I made at my last job working full 40 hours a week. And I actually enjoy what I'm doing now, you know? Yeah, for um, sure. But. I, feel, I mean, that don't mean that's not scary and there's no risk involved because there is, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like when you're creative, the traditional, anything traditional is like suppressing. It's like, so like to, to like go to a traditional uh, schooling, to go to a, tra- like into a traditional job is like, that shit is oppressing as fuck. Like you'd be like, man. Mm-hmm. Because you have all these ideas in your mind all the time. And you're mm-hmm. constantly, like, learning how to t- tune it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can focus on what somebody else wants, what somebody else, like, basically the job you were hired for. So, like, it's, it's like, I, man, I, I feel like a lot of us were put on this earth to create. And to not create mm-hmm. is just, like, suffocating. Yeah, I agree. And I think that one of the biggest, like, things that, I wish people would have not preached to me, but like in general, um, outside my mom, my mom has always been very big on 
allowing us to do whatever it is that makes us happy. And she always told us, even at like, you know, we'll start a job. Like, look, you were looking for a job. When you found that one, you'll be looking for another one. Like, don't say no word that you're not happy. <laughs> but like, I feel like society pushes us to go to, you know, four-year university, get your degree, like pushing, pushing college. Not that college is a bad thing because it's absolutely not. And I totally believe that everybody should earn an education. But at the same time, like you're saying, the traditional route isn't for everyone. Like you can go to a trade, go to trade school, learn a trade, and you can still make great money doing so. Like everybody's not cut out for that quote unquote traditional um, route when it comes to education. Like for years, I even felt like I wasn't worthy because I didn't graduate from a four year college. Like because I went to pastry school and it wasn't a four year program. Like I felt like I still needed to go get an, a four-year degree. Literally, right before um, my brain surgery, I was accepted and enrolled into Carthage and was going to get a degree from Carthage just because I felt inadequate because society says that, you know, you have to have this bachelor's degree to be something. And luckily I had brain surgery and then ended up not doing it. But I really wish for young people that they would be able to get the education as far as the options that they have when it comes to schooling and learning that yeah. it's not just a, a four-year institution go get a go get a trade degree learn a skill yeah for sure i feel like i feel like like i just said on the show i'm trying to raise some plumbers and some electricians i don't give a fuck about no four-year school yeah. that shit is a scam yeah. it's a whole bunch of people yeah. telling you what you should get out of a book just off the text not based off your common sense your thinking your experiences in life and your different viewpoints, yep. but everybody in the class, regardless of how different you are, is supposed to have the exact same viewpoint. And if you don't, then it's wrong. Yep. And that makes no fucking sense to me. Yep. And I also want, like, older people to stop, like, when a kid shows it, that they're creative or they're expressive, to stop trying to dumb that shit down because that, sh- that shit is, like, going to fuck them up for the rest of their life. If your kid shows yep. you an interest in something and it's not harmful, nurture Support that, bro. It. Let them know, like, you ain't got to... Like if, like, if your kid likes to, like, put on shows and shit, you ain't got to force them to be no actor. But let them know that they can express themselves in a way that's appropriate in any situation, you know? So, yeah, yeah I wish I wish we had more time to get into the bullshit of the friendship. Um, yep. You watching me go through all my, all my bullshit. Because um, Jenny's been there for mine. Like, bro, Jenny has like, got, look, Jenny, Jenny is probably the nicest one, like, in the least controversial. Hell no, Jenny. Out of her and I. No, Jenny, Jenny be letting my ass have it, dog. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. Jenny gonna call me on my shit, bro. That's why, like, I told her the the episode we did, like, I feel like I would have elaborated a little bit more so people could know, like, what she was alluding to. You know what I'm saying? But she was trying to make me, I feel like, I feel like I got all the cards that was supposed to make me cry, and I was just like, I already cried once on this show. I'm not finna Yo, we gotta play a game again. like that. We gotta do something fun like that. Yeah, maybe not that card yeah. game, but maybe something else, you know? Or we got, well, I remember like in the very like beginning of your show, um, you would do, I forgot what it was called, but like you'd say a word and then you got to do like the lyrics to it. Oh, yeah. And every time you would do it, I'm just like, I always had a quick comeback. So when I'm exhausted, I sing randomly and everything that people say to me, I turn into a song, like <laughs> actual song lyrics. So I'm just like, man, when I get on the pod, we got to. So one of these days, it's not today. The next time I'm on this podcast, we gotta play that game because I promise you, I'm gonna slaughter you in it. Bro, I'm so ready. Bro, my freestyles <laughs> and my jobs are very well known. Very well known. <laughs> I was just freestyling yesterday. They be so tired of my ass, bro. Especially <laughs> since I'm quitting my job, bro. So I just walk around. They had me train this my other day. I said, I said, uh, I said, this is how you do it. But hey, don't listen to me. I got two more days left. I'm quitting. I'm out. I'm out this <laughs> motherfucker. Bro, <laughs> I promise you, when I'm quit. My the last bakery job, like people were like um, about like different cake orders. So they're like, should I do this? Don't ask me because I don't care. I wouldn't do the, even do the cake. So mm, my, not my problem. Bro, on my life, they, they be asking me shit, and I just be like, you know, I don't give a fuck about this job. I didn't give a fuck about <laughs> it before. I, I came to the door telling you I don't give a fuck. So I especially don't give a fuck now. I got two days left. I'm about to go to work today. I go to work right after we finish this. I'm about to be like, don't ask me shit. I got two days left. Don't think I give a fuck because I don't. Nope. Uh, yeah, so uh, we got so this is basically the end. 
We I definitely need another hour. I'm gonna try to get another hour. Mm. There's so much to talk about. Like I, I feel like between the two of us as far like with content and like life experiences like in general, like there's so much that can be discussed and um I feel like that's partially why like our friendship has lasted as long as it has because we both are not content with staying stagnant, like, and constantly wanting to move forward and learn more and pushing and, and encouraging each other to, to do more and to be better. And there's always something for us to, like, talk about, whether, like, good or bad. And I feel like a lot of the shit that we've been through, like, people can, like, legit relate to the shit. Like, I'd be trying not to... With, with I have some, some pretty cool things coming up um, that I can't speak about just yet, but I'd be trying to say PG for those reasons, but at the same time, I am who I am, like, and with, like, my Instagram, which BTW follow me, Shay Shay Sweet, C-H-E-Z-S-H-A-Y-S, S-W-E-E-T-S-S, that's IG handle, follow me. Um, but like I, I stay transparent with my followers, like, and I keep it real. I'm a bad day. You don't know. I'm gonna tell you. Like, if something was stupid, I'm gonna let you know. Like, customer says something stupid to me, I'm gonna let you know. Like, but I feel like because of that, it has kept like our bond as strong as it has been over the past year. Yeah, for sure. Um, that just gave me an idea. I talk to you. I talk to you after this. I text you after this. Um. If you want to do Let's Hear It, if you want to plug the rest of your business handles, anything else you got going on, then I'll do mine. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So for my Let's Hear It, I'm definitely going to plug my business, of course, Shay Shay Sweets, which the first Shay is French for the house of. So my business name is actually the house of Shay Sweets. I didn't know that. Um, so that first, you didn't know that, girl? No. It's just, it was a play, it was a play, it's a play on words. And it's funny because I actually, if you're not in my circle, I hate being called Shay. You don't know me. My name is Shayla. Please call me by my name. Like literally, only the people close to me call me Shay. But when I, I made up that. my business, yeah, like because you don't, you never, you don't call me Shay. I don't. Like, and you're close to me. But my mom, no, my mom doesn't call me Shay. My sister calls me Shay. Tyler, who I've been best friends with since I was five, she calls me Shay. Brittany calls occasionally call me Shay. But like literally, it's only the people that are close to me that call me Shay. So for random people to call me Shay, it's, it's been weird, but I, I some young Miami shit, huh? <laughs> Play on words. So Shay Shay Sweet. Um, Facebook is just that Shay Shay Sweet. C H E Z S H A Y S, and then Sweet. Um, Instagram add an extra S to the end of Sweet because for some reason Instagram was being dumb and said somebody already had it with just one S. So um, those are my handles. Check me out. I always post other awesome black women, um, entrepreneurs, bakers, um, and stuff like that. So I'm super pro-black and always watch my stories. So like I said, I'm posting other awesome black women um, in my stories. So And black bakers and, and good bakers and stuff all together, but for sure for the black folks, one time for the one time. All right. Oh, shout out to my mommy. I love her. Thanks, thanks. I, man, I ain't seen your mom in so long, bro. But I know. Gotta <laughs> hey, come down here. Last time last time I saw your mom was like she came in the house and we were all playing sleep. She's like, I know you motherfuckers ain't sleep. The crazy thing is, you know, after she's gonna give you a hug and a kiss and tell you she loves you after she needs food, you <laughs> all hungry. That was her first time meeting my little sister, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so that was her first time meeting okay. Brianna, and she was like, yep. "Hey, baby, like, no, you just cussed us out, bro." That's my mama, one hundred percent. Oh shit! Oh, that woman. Okay, okay. For my let's hear it. Um, that shit funny as fuck. Um, my let's hear it is um, every loss ain't a sad one, you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like I don't. I don't necessarily believe people are in your end your life for reasons and seasons. I don't necessarily believe that. Um but every loss ain't bad, man. Sometimes sometimes it's what you need to to be able to move forward, you know? So if something ain't serving you regardless of the regardless of what it is, 
whether it's a job or relationship or friendship, it's a whatever it is, bro. Don't be afraid to let it go because at the end of the day, you have to live with you, you know, and you know, you know yourself. So believe in yourself and then just go full force with yourself. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of people have ideas and ambitions and then they just talk themselves out of it. No, bro, talk yourself yeah. into it, bro. Speak negativity. Your thoughts become things. Your words become actions. So always speak and think positively, even if shit is gloomy as fuck, bro. Because that's, that's dead ass how I live. Like, ain't shit up for me right now, you know what I'm saying? But I ain't never going to be like, oh, woe is me type shit. Like, nah. I'm like, all right, bet. So I ain't got nothing going on right now, so this is what I'm thinking of. This is this, this how I'm going to move when I get this opportunity, when I make this opportunity. Because sometimes you can't wait for it. You got to make it. So, yeah. Yeah, so follow the Instagram page. Uh, the Instagram page is Talk That Talk Pod. Um, everybody that comes on the show is going to have a post on that page because I know a lot of people don't use Facebook. So if you want to use Instagram, that'd be better. Um, yeah. You can use the Facebook page at Talk That Talk on Facebook. And yeah, so we're going to try to get the shows up. Um, I, at the end of the year, I still want to do a live show. So I'm going to start looking at that. As yeah. places start to o- open up, that'd be lit. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So I got one last thing. Yeah, go ahead. Just don't allow fear to cripple you. For sure. Um, it 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 can be crippling, but don't allow it because as soon as you ignore it and you go for it, that fear dissipates and it's a sense of relief. It's scary, but I promise you, don't allow the fear to continue to cripple you. I let it cripple me for years, and it's it's a breath of fresh air when you take the leap. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for coming. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to do another hour, bro. Yes, I'm down for it. It's gonna have to be after I come back from Mexico, though. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. Whenever, and we'll, the next one be fun. It won't be as serious, and you know about my whole crazy life story. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We're gonna get to the shits in the next one. Um, that's gonna be a fucking fiesta. I wanna I wanna start getting back to the shits. I feel like a lot of our episodes have been heavy talk conversation, and I'm ready to talk my shit. So. Yep. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some people on here. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk that shit. So yeah, thanks for thanks for coming. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember to thanks stream, leave comments everywhere, and uh, yeah, talk that talk.